LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Welcome to EST. If you love the established church, this is the place to have conversations about why the established church matters, how to better serve her, and to hear stories every week about how God is using the church for his glory and our good. The show is hosted each week by Sam Rayner, Josh King, and Micah Fries. We're glad you're here. Welcome to another episode of EST, the podcast for established church pastors by established church pastors. My name is Josh King, recording in central Arkansas, joined, as I frequently am, by my good friend and brother Sam Rayner, all the way from very, very south Florida. How are Bien, you today? Bienvenido a Miami. You're all the way in Miami. I'm, oh, actually, I, south I of, I'm actually south of Miami. Which, for most of the country, didn't know there was a south of Miami, right? Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that's I mean, the there's... end, right? You fall off the end at the end of that. <laughs> Well, there is a south of Miami. There, yeah, it's basically suburbs. You've got. I'm in. I'm in the Kendall area right now, and I'm at a nice. convention that I'm attending. And then uh, th- th- you can go down to Homestead. That's uh, that's mm-hmm. a little further south. And then ultimately, you're headed out towards the the Keys. The Keys. Is, man, I love the Florida Keys. There's just right. nothing like it. It's beautiful. It's it's, cr- it's it is, uh, it is concentrated Florida crazy. So did I tell you that I discovered and subsequently want a key deer? Did you know? Oh, oh yeah, one of yeah you. They're like tiny little whitetail. I want one. Don't you shoot them in Arkansas? I don't shoot. I mean, I'm not that prototypical Texan or Arkansan. I don't. I've never shot any animals. Um, Maybe like chipmunks or something with my BB gun when I was a kid. I, you know, well, to the animals, I'm a lot more fun than the, <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. You know, some people are like, Oh, don't kill deer. I'm, I'm fine with the venison's delicious. I just rather not sit in the cold for a long time. I'd rather just, buy yeah, it, so. I, you know, I'm, I'm all about the, the sport of it. And if you, uh, if you want to pass along some of the spoils of your, of your, uh, of your work, then yeah, I'll, I, but I'm not a hunter. I, I like to fish. I enjoy fishing. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I'm just not nature-y. Um, I, I'm really getting into the like the hiking, and I just I just re- recently acquired a kayak, and I'm really really excited about that. I do love uh, floating and, and canoeing and those sort of things. <laughs> we but we I'm love not, to kayak. We, we we take all of our kids and everything. We we love it. I cannot wait. I'm gonna live feed it when I finally go out there. But anyways, these Florida uh, these key deer. For those of you who are not aware, are tiny deer. I mean, they're really small. But they look just like whitetail. I mean, it looks like a miniature-sized whitetail deer. And so, so I think that would be awesome to have. The key deer are kind of neat, yes, and the key limes are very tasty. But if, you're ever, if you're ever in the Keys, particularly Key West, you got to go to Hemingway's home, um, mm. Ernest Hemingway. And right. um, they have their cats that are on the grounds actually have an extra toe. That's how you know it's a Hemingway cat. Really? Yeah. I forget. Is it five or six? I guess they have six. I think, yeah, I think typically they have five. Okay, uh, so, so if they typically have five, then these would have six. Speaking of shooting animals, you just brought up cats. <laughs> yeah. I'm all, I'm all, yeah, if we could eradicate the world of cats, please. That, that would, that, yeah, the world don't would add us. If you love cats, that's fine. You just sit there with your cats. But um, we, we're, we're not big fans. Although I will say, speaking of weird pets, I, I, I do prefer dogs. As a personal pet, but if I could have a large cat, sort of like a, 
I don't know, like a tiger or a lynx, that would be the ultimate, I think, pet. I would <laughs> love. So I would. Weird. I know. I've always wanted a bobcat as a pet. You know what we should do on an episode and, and not up? this episode? Uh, is because <laughs> we've already wasted three minutes and 33 seconds exactly if if we could assign an animal as a mascot to each denomination what would it be that would be hilarious it we should hilarious. get so listeners y'all 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 uh tweet in your suggestions for that oh so, that would be great yeah because yeah, we, we really don't have time to discuss that but right. um yeah once it, we get the list we'll talk about the list that is contributed by our list oh let's totally do that so yeah, yeah if we're gonna assign a mascot it has to be an animal has to be an mm-hmm. animal. That's the one criteria. Mm-hmm. If an animal mascot is assigned to each denomination. And a real animal. I guess in, unless it's like the universalist, they could have a unicorn. But the rest need real Oh, oh you've nailed it. Oh, yeah. we're done. We're done. Right. Yes. The Unitarian Universalists would be the unicorns. They, they get a unicorn. There you go. But... The Unitarian Universalist unicorns. This is really tricky. I know a lot of our listeners are, are <laughs> Methodist, Southern Baptist, um, Assemblies of God. I know they listen a lot. So, yeah. What would your mascot be for your denomination? And, and, you know, you can be a little snarky, but, but be kind. Be kind. Um, I mean, we're not going to read your name, so you can be as mean as you well, want. That's true. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, we'll, we'll get right. we'll we'll get all these from our listeners, and then we'll have to do part of an episode on this. That'll we can so do fun. an episode on denominations, and then we'll we'll talk about the mascots. That's right. That'll be lighthearted as we are critical. So, but let's talk about uh, prayer. We were just talking about topic ideas, and we haven't done an episode on prayer, which is surprising. Well, that, was, that was a hard right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not a transition. There's not the a transition. Unitarian from... Universalist Unicorns. Speaking like, yeah, of tiny prayer. deer, let's talk about prayer. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's talk about prayer. We haven't. We, have, we haven't really. And see, here's the thing: we haven't discussed prayer much on on our podcast and, 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 it, and I think it's warranted because this is this is really one it's probably the biggest request that pastors get of anything of any one thing will Would you, you pray, for, pray me? for me yeah and and you know whatever the request is um mm-hmm. you know this is literally every day all day long for me texts and emails and phone calls people and taking a step even further back this is the greatest need of the established church pastor is regular prayer it, not only in your own life but then also having people who are praying for you um you know because we believe that pastoring is spiritual warfare and we believe that satan will try to take down uh, certain positions if he can take down you know the the father or the husband figure of a house he he wounds that home if he could take down the pastor of a church, he wounds that church. You know, those sort of things. So prayer is vitally important to what we do. I believe, and I believe prayer is the foundation of every ministry. I mean, right. if, you're not, if, if, you're, if you're not praying for individual ministries and if individual ministries within the church are not praying themselves, you're, you're, you're kind of on shaky foundation. Um, so let's, let's talk private prayer. And mm-hmm. then we'll move into corporate prayer. So we'll start with us on an individual basis, and then we'll talk about, like, church-wide. So, yeah. w- w- Josh, what do you do in your prayer life? I mean, do you have a pattern? Do you have a rhythm? Do you have— I do. I do, okay. and I and it's embarrassing uh, because I've had it ever since I was, like, in high school, but it— Why, would that, say why it, is that embarrassing? I don't know, because I use the acronym, and I know that's a little bit— uh, it feels like a juvenile thing to do. Um, which, no, I don't think so. Which which acronym? ACTS. A-C-T-S. See, I'm P-R-A-Y. Okay. <laughs> Mine's better. 
because my my because yours actually spells prayer. Prayer, yeah, yeah. pray. Mine's well, Acts. So, so tell us about Acts, and then I'll I'll, I'll talk about uh, the P R A Y acronym. All right, so it's just adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. So um, I work through that in my brain. You know, adoration, recognizing who God is and for and what He is. I pray that you know, and then confession, confessing where I've fallen short, where our church has fallen short, my family, those sort of things. Thanksgiving, what I'm thankful for, which is sometimes, to be honest with you, it's, it, you know, that blends in with the adoration, but adoration is who he is. Thanksgiving is what he's done. And then supplication. And I find that when I use that acronym, uh, my supplications are a little shorter. My adoration and my Thanksgiving grow longer. By the time I get to supplications, you know, I'm just, I guess my heart is ready to say, you know, I didn't actually need that. You know, what I came to ask for, I didn't. I, I don't actually need that. Never mind. Um, but that's not to say that you shouldn't bring all of your supplications to Christ. I just I just feel like uh, our wants grow longer when our eyes are off of who God is and what he's already done. You know, so th- that's kind of the way I work through it. What about pray? Yeah, pray praise, praise, repent, ask, and yield. This is a similar pattern. As, as the other one. I've heard both of them before. Pretty but, similar, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, praising God for who he is. You always start with the character and nature of God. I, I try to... Sometimes I'll pray through the attributes of God, mm-hmm. um, you know, his holiness, his goodness, his mercy, his compassion, his patience. You know, I'll just, I'll, I'll just think about, and, you know, hopefully under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, think about um, the things that God is, and I'll just start there, and I'll try to spend most of my time praying. I, I try. Mm-hmm. Uh with praising who, just, who, just well yeah. the praise part is just who is god mm-hmm. and i just try to meditate in my prayer on the very nature of god mm-hmm. um and then you know obviously it moves you into like okay god is all these things and i'm not so mm-hmm. um that's the repentance side and i usually spend the least amount of time on repentance because you know it hurts uh, but but <laughs> and, and you're near perfect, so you, you well, have very little to repent about. Um, yeah, I have a <laughs> wife and a family and a church that can pretty much knock that argument out of the sky. Yeah. But and co-host, um, don't forget, yeah, we, you have co-host yeah, as well. I do too. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, and then so I, you know, I move into repentance, and then you know the things that you want to ask of God. Because you're right, it's it's fine to ask God of things He wants us. Absolutely to fine. Yeah, and then ultimately yielding. This is the last mm-hmm. one. I'm going to yield to your will. I'm going to yield to who you are. Kind of circle back around to the character of God, and I want to yield to, you know, God, you're telling me to do this now, so, okay, I'm going to yield to whatever you're telling me to do. I'm going to submit mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. whatever um, you're telling me to do. So, I actually, I don't always, it's not something I use every single time I pray, obviously, because sometimes my prayers are just like, help, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I screwed up, God. I, I, I need your help. Yeah. Um, and and sometimes my prayers are that, but um, but when I'm actually like thinking through my prayers intentionally, it's usually P R A Y. Pray. There you go. Yeah, you know, um, staying in the personal zone on this. What are some prayers? You know, uh, let's just talk through this. Do you ever pray for church growth? There's like of things course. that pastors are worried about that sometimes we feel guilty about asking. You know. Yeah, like, uh, um, you kind of miss the whole book of Acts if you don't pray for your church to grow. Right. Um, of course, I'm, and I, I understand the, the hesitations of, quote-unquote, church growth and the church growth movement and some of the things that came with it in the 1960s and 70s and 80s and up into the 90s. I get all that. 
Um, but in terms of like church growth, what you're praying for in church growth is for more people to come to Christ and for more people to be discipled through the body that is locally assembling that is your church. Right. Um, so, yes, I absolutely pray for church growth, not for the sake of numbers in my own kingdom. Right. Because um, I think when, pe- when you hear that term church growth, that's kind of what people think sometimes. But, no, for the sake of uh, God's kingdom, for the sake of more disciples, for the sake of more people coming to Christ, yeah, of course I, I, I pray for that. I do want my church to grow. I, I, I yeah. want it to grow numerically. I want it to grow spiritually. Um, I'm not doing my job if uh, if we're, like, losing 100 people a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, something's wrong. Um, right. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm praying for church growth, of course. Yeah, I, and I've prayed for finances, church finances. Yeah. Like, uh, God, we need more money. And I really don't know how I'm, you know, you take on that burden sometimes and it's not a right burden for you to feel like it's not your fault. It's not your, you know, he, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And so you don't necessarily need to own that problem. Or if you're a Unitarian Universalist, he owns a thousand thousand unicorns. unicorns. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. So, and if you're, and, and listen, if you're a King James only person, then, you know, there are, I think 11 times in the King James, we have unicorns. So with the K- KJO denominations, they would be behemoth, right? That would be their mascot. Behemoth. The behemothists. Behemothists. Okay, How do you gotta, say plural of behemothists? We, we can't go there. We gotta sit, we gotta stay on prayer. We gotta save this for another episode. Okay, okay. Stay, stick with it was prayer. just so stick easy. It was right there, man. It was right there. <laughs> the Leviathans. Leviathans. Yes. So, um, so yeah, uh, praying for personal things that are related to pastoral ministry, I think, are you know valid. Of course. You know, don't don't write us letters. We know you need to pray for character. You need to pray for faith. You need to pray for a strength. Those sort of things. We get that. We're just we're assuming you know that, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I pray for accountability. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, you know, I've in fact, I you know, I actually had a meeting last night with uh, our our personnel committee, uh, among other committees, and um, we were just talking about accountability and the staff. Our staff has actually proposed and is volunteering pretty strict standards on on accountability including monitoring uh, of every device that we own you know in terms of what sites we're visiting uh, uh, checks on giving you know and these are things that the staff has said we want this to happen it's not mm-hmm. like somebody's you know trying to impose something on us um, and so I've been praying through accountability a lot because I I've been very I'm very open with the church on you know my particular sins um, mm-hmm. I, you know I know that's dangerous and I know you have to be careful about you know what you say publicly, because there are times when uh, you can you can go down the road of too much information in terms of yeah okay we're glad that you are willing to share you know the personal <laughs> things in your life but that was a little much there preacher but yeah. I, I've, I'm very clear with the congregation that you know if I have a bent towards any sin it's greed um, that's just where I think that I would most quickly fall of course I can be I can commit any sin at any time. Um, I have to be aware of that. But the one that I'm probably most inclined to fall in, into is greed. And so I have some very strict um, accountability measures around that in my church, including some very strict uh, financial uh, accountability uh, just to protect myself from that. And so I, I've been praying through accountability. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's wrong to, 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 to do that at all. Uh, finance, whatever. I mean, wh- wherever you think you struggle, you need to be praying through that. Right. So let's break this out of the personal zone and go into the corporate or, you know, leading other people. What, you know, I think one of the thoughts that I have. Well, hang on. Sp- one, one more question. Sorry. For, forgive me for interrupting. That's okay. When do you pray? Do you, is there a rhythm? Is there a, 
a time? Is it a set time? What, what do you do? I'm curious because I've got something I do. So there is a set aside time every morning, um, right, after, right after I get to the office, um, you know, reading the text and praying. There's a set aside time for that, period. Um, then there are, of course, lots of times when I'm just driving by myself. I like to drive with the quiet, no radio or anything like that. So I'll do that and listen, um, pray and listen. Um, then there are times where, you know, the other prayers that you do when you're just kind of thinking about it or in the all in through uh, sermon prep. In fact, someone came up to me the other day at worship service and said, I saw you at the coffee shop, but you had your head in your hands. And I thought you were just really stressing out about something. And so I thought, I'm not going to go over and mess with him right now, like introduce myself. And I remember that, but I was just praying. Like I just put my head down and started praying through the text and through sermon prep. And I guess I'm in my own little world, so I don't really picture what this looks like on the outside. And so I will pray regularly through my sermon prep as I go through each, like I have prayed repeatedly. I have no idea what this means or help me figure out a way to say this in a clear way that's faithful to the text. And so I pray those things regularly. What my goals are in sermon prep, I'll pray those regularly. So those are my set aside times. Hmm. That's good stuff. Yeah, I pray when I run. Okay. So, you know, I run. Like, please, God, make this hurry. Please make that stop hurting. That kind of thing. (laughs) It's my my meditation time. Uh, I, I, I love to pray. I don't do the earbuds, you know. Now, mm-hmm. if I'm in the car driving, yeah, I'm 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 listening to podcast or something. Um, usually EST, which is what we highly recommend. It's a great um, podcast. Also, because this brings up a great topic, is there are tons of great podcasts on the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. Just yes, just th- throwing that in there. What a high honor! Like <laughs> this is amazing that we're actually included in this this group. You got to check it out. Just Google Lifeway Leadership Podcast. And you can see or I actually have the address right here, leadership.lifeway.com slash podcasts. Uh, that's a plural podcast. Um, so yeah, go check those out. We love it. We love being a part of it, truly. So I pray. That's when you pray. When, um, I pray when I run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I, I love it. I mean, I you know, and I, I run five, six miles a day. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, you know, it's... it's so that's about a two-hour prayer. Sure. Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little faster than that. Come the on. tiny fit. Hey, um, speaking of animals, <laughs> do, you, do you, have you ever ran across <laughs> our segues, man? We were talking about animals. Of, I'm okay. just, when I picture, when I hear about a Floridian running, I immediately think of gators. Like there's just a gator in the middle of the path. Or, <laughs> that's just what I think. Have you ever ran across a gator is my question. Oh. I'm just curious. Oh, of course, uh, an alligator. Yes, don't don't course. be like of course to the other forty nine states. I guess Louisiana would be okay with that too. But so the rest of us just running across a gator. I mean, coming across a gator on the side of the road is is stop the car. Every kid on the side of the window looking at a gator type worthy thing, and you're like, of course, I run past them like squirrels. Yeah, you know how you <laughs> have like in in you know other states you've got like possum on the side of the road that's roadkill. We have alligators on the side of the road. That right? blows my mind. Blows my mind. Uh, yeah, no, I've, I've, I mean, any, any time you run around water, you're gonna see an alligator. At least where I'm at. I mean. mm-mm, mm-mm. I just have a heart attack. My, my, my Samsung watch would just blow up with my heart rate. So really, yes, those are dinosaurs. Man, you, you know what? You I ran past more, a dinosaur. We, we actually have things, and I don't know if they're in other states or not, but we have. 
the things that scare me outside the mo- well mosquitoes around here because you can get like because <laughs> they can pick you up. <laughs> yeah, I mean we got Zika, we got you name it, we got it here. But uh, the pygmy rattlesnakes are the things that scare me. Mm. Uh, yeah, rattlesnakes you know, in general are scary. Water moccasins are the ones that we watch. We for have a lot of those. Running. Yeah. Okay, back to prayer. Uh, so, you know, corporate prayer. Um, I'll be honest with you. This is one of those things that a lot of established church pastors have to tackle is the prayer gathering. And it can be on Sunday nights. It can be on Wednesday nights. It, it moves around. Ours here at uh, Second Conway is on Wednesday nights. In Saxe, it was on Sunday nights. And the the premise I hear a lot of pastors say or people in general say is that it's a beating. Only a few people come. It's 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 maybe 20 30 minutes of medical updates and then one person prays nobody else wants to pray and so it's just it's horrible so i would really and so they they'll often lean to canceling it and my encouragement would be to fix those problems and so on a number of times where i've been responsible for the prayer gathering whether it's i'm pastoring or associate pastoring i used the acronym as a way of driving the prayer and breaking it apart. And so we actually, at one church, and man, it just escapes me. I cannot remember the acronym I built there, but I built one with the initials of the church. So we had four initials of the church. I built one around that. And we had a time where we said, let's just focus on adoration. So everybody share some things that are that you are th- thankful for or that you recognize in the person of God. And so we would we would build that out on a, on a board, a whiteboard, or just on a piece of paper as I'm, I'm hearing it. Maybe some scripture that went along with that. I would always pick out a scripture. We went, then we'd go through. Um, and then we'd let somebody pray for that. Just one or two people. I'd say, let's get a, a male and a female to pray about this thing of God. Then we'd go into confession. And I would say, now we're going to go some some directed time you pray to yourself, but I'll give you some prompts. And so I'll say, uh, confess your personal sins. And so they'll do that. Confess corporate sins. What is it about, you know, church or, or nation or state? And then we go through Thanksgiving, supplication, same way. That really fills up the time. It doesn't feel like a beating. It does direct. There is a time there, supplication, where we can mention the medical request. I've also driven the conversation a little bit more, say, all right, in the supplication time, let's talk about medical stuff. And so they'll do medical. Now let's talk about people. Let's name people we know who need to hear the gospel and respond to the gospel. So we'll move through that. And I have it on a piece of paper. The next week, I bring in that same acronym on that piece of paper with the things that we wrote kind of already typed out underneath them in space to add them. Um, I've even built that graph to where it has like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday uh, little check marks. And so we build this sheet and then they take it home. And they have a prayer guide every day to work through that, that sheet. That's super easy um, kind of thing. And so that's taking the acronym and helping to build out the hour of prayer service actually, I think, yields better fruit of teaching people how to pray. Also, um, corporately not making it about, like, just surgery updates, which we should pray about. Surgery. Don't hear me say that we shouldn't. I'm just saying that's not all we should pray about. So. It's helpful. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in your camp a little bit here, um, which is great because, you know, the last episode was where we fought knock, knock down drag out. We never really um, we never really hashed that out, man. I mean, are we still we're still butts? Are we good? 
Oh, yeah, I love a good fight. <laughs> For the record, neither of us were upset. But if you haven't listened to episode 105, you need to go back. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was fun. Um, no, you know, I don't – the churches that just flat out cancel the prayer meeting and don't replace it, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, all right, so you had 20 people, 30 people showing up. And you're like, ah, it's not that great. Well, you still had 20 or 30 people showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and what I've always done with the prayer meeting is I've tried to enhance it, make it better. Um, I've tried to uh, do some different things, just like with, with what you're saying. And I've also worked around it. So, um, y- you know, if you've got to do other things on a Wednesday, and a lot of times prayer meeting, at least in our tribe, is on a Wednesday night. Um, I've just added things around it, you know, different programming, different life groups, different things. But I haven't canceled it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people, I mean, we can have as many as, I don't know, I've seen as many as like 80 in our prayer meeting, mm-hmm. um, which would be a really good night for us. Um and it's just people praying, and we have we have a good time. And it's it's a little older crowd, no doubt. It's not all older folks, but um, it, it typically. But I I put them to work, man. We pray, we have a good time. Um, you know, I try to I try to make something of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, if you're in a church, and I know a lot of our listeners are probably you know still in that Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night rhythm, and Wednesday night's likely a form of a prayer meeting. Um, yeah, it, it, don't cancel it without a plan. Yeah. I mean, don't just do away with it and say, well, it's not working. Let's just cancel it. Um, you're you're doing away with the opportunity for a church to really be praying. Yeah, you know it's kind of like all these evangelism programs we canceled back in the day, um, which a lot of them didn't work, and I get it. But we didn't replace them with anything. We just canceled yeah. evangelism. We just stopped. Yeah. Just stopped <laughs> we doing. Canceled it. evangelism. That's what happened. That's uh, what happened. Yeah, and, and people are in and danger get, of canceling prayer. So, and I get that the, the the sometimes the programs stop working. I get that, but you you don't just cancel it because. The whole point was we need to do evangelism. We need to be praying. And so mm-hmm. if you if you want to change it, change it. But don't just cancel it. That, yeah. that would be a mistake. Yeah, and uh, just briefly on that rhythm that you're talking about, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday, and Wednesday's typically a prayer gathering, I would suggest that you just switch those. Sunday night traditionally was this sort of equipping time for our camp, our tribe, and then Wednesday was a prayer. I found a lot of success in switching those. And so make your Sunday night your prayer gathering and then make your Wednesday your equipping. So you have adult classes and youth and children, all that sort of stuff going on. Youth is already happening that way, usually, in most churches. And so your Sunday night can be prayer. And there's a lot of reasons that rhythm works in some settings, especially if you're at a single or um, a few staff sort of setting. Um, if you've preached, you've, you've leveraged your week towards that Sunday morning sermon. Then your Sunday night, there's not necessarily prep, you know what I mean? Not a lesson that you need to lead, like, in those equipping times. And then your Wednesday night, you, you, you've you got your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to kind of prep towards that. And then you've got your Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to prep towards your uh, towards your Sunday morning service. So just, just an idea on the rhythms there of not canceling them, but moving them to where a, it's a pattern that fits better in the rhythm of your church. That That's what I've seen in the past. It may not work for you, but it's an idea. Yeah. All good. That's you know the whole idea of not having to come back and preach again on a Sunday night uh, is 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 actually kind of refreshing because it's that's hard. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, I mean, and and I know I've been there. Some of our listeners, you know, you you have you, you teach a Sunday school class, mm. you preach on Sunday morning, you preach on Sunday night, um, and then you have a, a Wednesday lesson in the prayer meeting. So you're 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 preparing four different things a week. Yeah. Um, been there, done that. It, it is hard. That is really hard. And so if you can, I, I mean, I'm all about more teaching in the church, don't hear me wrong, but if you could take one of those time slots and focus on prayer, it, it probably will be a refreshing 
uh, a refreshing thing for you as a leader. Yeah. Because um, it, it, granted, you need to, you need to prepare for a prayer meeting, but the time is obviously not as much as if you're writing a 45 minute lesson to teach. Right. Exactly. Well, that's very good. Any other kind of thoughts on prayer that you want to share with people? One thing I would say that I don't have any commentary for is don't use prayers as transitions. Don't only use prayers in the worship service as transitions. I, that bugs me. It's like a magic trick, and that's when you like <laughs> distract everybody. So you do a prayer time, and then they move else, the stuff else, on the stage. What else? What else bugs you, Josh? Do do greeting cards bug you? That's not that's not the topic of the show. We're going to talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> for our listeners, Sam's trying to trap me. It's not going to work. I am. I'm slippery I as am. a I'm slippery as a Florida gator. That's how slippery I am. <laughs> I don't. Are they slippery? The, I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> I picture them slippery. Gators are slippery. Uh, how, they are in the water. Yes. How un? Got, you gotta listen, man. You gotta how come un here nature and, man am I? Well, I don't hunt. I think. I think gators are slippery, and uh, I don't really fish. But hey, let's grab a book and go hit up a coffee shop. Let's we, do that. We need That's to. Me. We need to. Have you ever had um, gator bites? It's like a fry. It's fried gator. It's amazing. If you, it's prepared well, I would totally do that. I, I don't have a problem with eating just about anything. Like uh, down where you're at now, iguana is sort of catching on. It's a thing. I'd eat that. I'd eat that real. I haven't had. Fast. I haven't had iguana. Yeah, I, I read a lot of news articles. Because uh, that's what I do while, while everybody else is outside killing things. I'm reading news articles and such. And uh, yeah, they're eating gator or iguana. I it's tell you a delicacy. Though, why, why, why I'm in Miami, I do need to get me some some Cuban food. Chicken um, chicken of the tree. I think that's what they call it, the iguana. Uh, yeah, huh. I mean, they do, they do hang out in trees. Lots of them. All right, that's all the time we have for today. We want to encourage you to check out the one thing. Also, Which denomination um, would be the iguanas? We'll have to let our listeners decide that one. I'm going to go with uh, Church Scientology. <laughs> I don't, even, I don't even know why that's funny. <laughs> just, I, I just, it's based in Florida, you know, so I just went with the Iguanas <laughs> Church Scientology. All right. Uh, the One Thing is a podcast that is also a part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. On The One Thing, co-hosts Scott Sanders and Derek Hanna will explore different crucial ministry topics that are relevant to your context. In each episode, you will hear one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry. So if you're a ministry worker or ministry-minded and want to learn from an Australian context, this podcast is for you. I love listening to anything from people who speak with an Australian accent. You know, yeah, it's Scott, Scott and Derek, they put out good stuff. So, yeah, you guys go you go check that out. Um, and it, it's a really good podcast. As we said earlier, you can find their podcast, The One Thing, as well as many others like Five Leadership Questions, New Churches, Q&A, Group Answers, and, of course, EST at leadership.lifeway.com slash podcast. That's all the time we have for today, and we'll check in next week. You've been listening to EST, a discussion for the established church. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for listening. EST is proud to be a part of the LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network.